Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Legends, just want to jump in and do a little review. We'll, we'll preview also the uh, the second week of the finals as well in uh, a very short video as well. So just two short and sharp ones to get my, my perspective for those that enjoy it. And obviously a little bit around a, a fantasy perspective going into next year because a lot of guys here that are making a bit of a splash, making some waves in the finals, that really goes a long way for, for teams being able to think about using them in you know bigger roles, especially if it's forwards or some of these outside backs. They are, you know, really fighting for a spot in a starting team next year. And, and a massive game this was for the Broncos. The Storm were very, very poor, unfortunately. You have to you know, really credit the Broncos for, for their efforts, especially from that second half, to really go, go on and, and go along with this win. Obviously being 8-0 at halftime, off to a 26-0 finish in this one. And, and look at guys like Reese Walsh, and he's going to be an interesting one to look at for, for next year. And, and we still look at the you know, the, the stats there for, for each of these guys, and from a fantasy perspective there, you see Walsh is absolutely dominate, but but still 50 points in this one. And, and it's just a, you know, clearly he's not one of those guys that gets the massive run meters. And, and that's kind of, a, you know, something to still note coming into next year for someone like him. You look at their outside backs and, you know, is Farnworth going to be, how's he going to go over in the Dolphins uh, as well? Like, yeah, he's very, very expensive. And he absolutely dominated this one as well for another 50 points. But yeah, very much he's at that price already. A few guys in, in their forwards are going to be interesting to look at is Palacia. Like he did have 29 in this one. It just shows that the, the run meters were so big for the Broncos and they and they really dominated from that front. But yeah, he's definitely someone to look at heading into next year as, as well. And then Kobe Hetherington seems to be playing, you know, much better now than he was last year when I was looking to pick him up in our side. So yeah, it just makes you look at here, you know, Payne Haas and Carrigan, just two guys that you really want in your side from round one and we know that you know Reynolds a lot of people really just unfortunately picked him at the wrong time there and there really wasn't much to ride home about for the storm and you can see that there with their completion rate of 67 and Broncos looking forward obviously get the week off but something they need to look at is is in, increasing that especially getting into the, the the prelim and the final is getting that right because 
you know, getting getting close to the eighty percent there is going to be the big ticket for them to to help them beat the Panthers. That's for sure. You saw there, obviously, they had a little bit more time in possession and and really ran the footy well. All run meters, they they you know got got past the storm by about three hundred there, and post contact meters were big as well. So and on the off- offensive side, they're really really dominant. The Storm had a much better average play the ball speed and it showed just in this case it didn't really matter because they weren't able to penetrate the Broncos' really, really solid defense. And I think this it just gives them even more love for this 26-0 outing and, and this victory there is because of that 3.39 Storm play the ball speed, yeah, that's really elite and, and they still weren't able to score off that and, and the Broncos really threw a terrific defensive wall at them. So that was great. They, you know, they even around the footy average set distance was higher for the Storm as well. So and had more offloads. So it just really showed how how great that defensive that defense was for the Broncos. There, that's really all I wanted to touch on here. It just shows that they're a clear top two team and a force to be reckoned with. It's very similar to that of of the Panthers, obviously here. The Warriors really put up a fight, but weren't able to to really you know break break the Panthers very much at all, unfortunately. And it looks like SJ will be playing, which is great news. Unfortunately, yeah, you can only get twenty one thousand in the in Bluebet Stadium there. But um, yeah, it's funny they they really talk so much about the Sharks and, and their stadium there. But twenty one is still fairly low compared to, <clears throat> sorry, compared to the majority of others stadiums there in that one. And and guys to really look at for the Panthers, we just had news on Paul Alamotti and also Brad Schneider being signed by the Panthers. And I think that's absolutely cracking decisions there to um to grab those guys. And uh, yeah, if there's Alamotti's going to come in if there's injuries, basically. Taylor May is likely to come back in. Cleary there, 112. So it'll be nice to have him as captain on a, on a fantasy side of things. But, you know, the big thing here is that Stephen Crichton's been playing really, really well in the last sort of four to eight weeks. And he's someone, you know, moving to the dogs. Is he is he going to be one of the guys we, we want to select in our sides? And thankfully, that 60 from him doesn't isn't included in his average heading into next year and what his score is going to be. You look at Isaiah Yo. Um, and he's just there, there and thereabouts every single week there. Liam Martin really stepping up in these type of finals games and, and just shows that he's not the clear fantasy at, you know, option each and every week during the season. But when it comes to origin, when it comes to finals, he really steps up and dominates there. And very similar to that of Brian Toll there for sure. For the Warriors, there weren't a lot uh, of, of things to speak about on that front. Completion rates for Warriors is very much down on, on their normal possession, 57% for the Panthers. So you've seen that all throughout the year. The, the amount of run, the amount of runs that they take is incredible. Completion rate really, really high, you know, for how much they had the ball as well. You see the, the post-contact meters, 41. Like, the Warriors did all right on that front, you know, based on how, how many runs they actually had. But, um, yeah, just completely dominated by the Panthers. 3.5 to play the ball speed. So as we saw, the Storm much quicker on that front, but just weren't able to get anything away. So Warriors were okay, but again, offensive on the offensive side, they weren't able to to penetrate that wall. So I think, as I said, Panthers v Broncos is the likely outcome heading into the finals there. But um, yeah, it's it's wild how how this is going to play out because it's just the clear top, two top teams at the moment, just defensively, and that's been the biggest thing across the season as well. They obviously have a terrific attacking out um, outfits, but it was the it's their defensive efficiency, eighty nine point five percent compared to eighty four. Point five. That says it all, and I really hope the um, the Warriors can come out and uh, yeah have a little bit more in attack. You know, defensively, they weren't horrendous in this game. They could have been a lot better. Panthers were great, but um, yeah, we'll get into the preview in the next one for sure. Sharkies and the Roosters. Roosters very very formidable. Did everything they could to help you know, help them win this game, and they eventually got over the line. Sharkies unfortunately just weren't able to ice moments when they needed to, and and that was the biggest issue there with the Sharkies in terms of anything fantasy related there. 
you're looking at really who are we looking at in the in the Sharkies for next year? I don't, I don't think there's many. It's probably you know that that left edge. You know what's going to happen with Teague Wilton? Is he going to be there? Who are they going to select there? There's no Wade Graham, so that's something to look at. Really, is that position and where that ends up. You're not really going to be looking at guys like Britton Nicaragua. What's going to happen with McInnes? Is he going to get a big minute role next year? Hazleton, you know, how's things going to play out for him? There's really not too much else other than like a Jack Williams, but he seemed to have he's got his price up very, very high. And then on the Roosters side of things, again, not too much to, to see there. Obviously, Billy Smith with a fractured jaw. I think if he comes back fit and firing, if the Roosters actually start well, he's going to be a very sneaky option given he's had um, a much better sort of finish of the year and he's played the majority of the year, which is very exciting for him there in that one. And then Wong is someone... Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. To, to really keep an eye on heading into next year. And Terrell May is someone clearly on my radar as well, guys. Uh, if you're looking at him, if he happens to get that 50-minute role, he's going to be so good. He just seems very, very dominant um, across the board there for him. In terms of the stats there in this game, the completion rate was fairly low for both at 73 and 74, and and that obviously hurt hurt both teams there. The errors that, that came about just stopped them from either one of them from, from going on to, to have big scores, 18, 24, that type of range there. Play the ball speed was very quick. So I said it gave them both lots of chances. They, they just they weren't able to take, unfortunately. There's plenty of runs across the board from both sides. Post-contact meters very, very similar. So you can you could say from this, with the amount of runs that the Roosters had, they very much won the middle through through their post contact meters and, and and able to get quick play the balls on the back of that, offloads were very very low in this game. So yeah, overall defensively very very solid here. You can look at the efficiency, not great from the Sharkies. They seem to bounce off tackles a little bit more than what the than what the Roosters do, but obviously yeah, it depends how your line is set on that one. And their defenses have been much better across the, across the last sort of six to eight weeks, um, and that showed from there. I think you know a lot more missed tackles, but they're but just the way that they can. Um, yeah, recover basically, or, or the lines people are you know jumping out of the line to, to put on hits and stuff like that. You got fifteen ineffective tackles compared to the nine on that one, but just the errors of fifteen, way too many in the end, and that caused them issues. And unfortunately for them, Gornski's for another year. That you know they need to get the monkey off the back. They they seem to be a bit yippy when it comes to finals time, unfortunately. And the Knights and the Raiders, I, I am very happy that the Knights got through. But this was a really fun game to watch. Just just looking at this this match up here. Knights were meant to win this, you'd imagine, by 20. And, and every time they really got the ball, they, they scored in, in good territory. They were able to score. Apart from Dan Gagai dropping over the line, he had a very, very tough first half there. I think the Knights are going to come out bigger and better next week and get back to some of the form they showed. They got through this yippee type, type of game. Um, 
but they probably played well for 20 minutes of this game and still put on 30 points. So that's scary when it comes to, you know, the, the firepower that they can throw out against the Warriors. And that's where you hope that, that the Warriors are able to have a much more attacking game coming into this weekend there, which we'll get into that preview very shortly. But yeah, a very commendable season for the Raiders. They, they really didn't shoot their shot all season. They never took that next step into being a really top-tier side. They managed to just fight, claw their way into close wins. And, and yeah, a, a big shout-out to them. They, they could have won this game. A very, very cool finish there with that Tom Starling try very late um, and, the, and the goal to, to get them even in that one. If you're looking at guys for next year, obviously Dylan Lucas didn't play this game, but he's someone who he will be playing this one with Fitzgibbon going as well. And he's someone that you want to look at for next year. And if he managed to get manages to get that spot, that's who we want to look at from this side. Um, and then the Raiders, there's not a lot, to be honest with you, on, on their front. You imagine Timiko is going to be very, very consistent again, but you're able to see some big, big minutes from guys like Adam Mariota uh, and also guys like Trey Mooney, who did really, really well in, in their time out on the park. So with a few guys out, if, if that happens to be the case at the start of next year, there's a few of those guys that, that uh, need to be looked at, that's for sure. Possession was very high for the Raiders, just for the completion rate for the Knights. and shows that you... If you have that completion rate, don't have all the attack in the world, you can still basically almost get the win there, which um, is what the Raiders were able to do. Get as close as possible, 42 out of 50 sets. It's very, very impressive. And then the Knights have to be better than that 70% to get a win next week. Average play level speed is super low for both of these teams. So you can tell, obviously, a very attacking game. Uh, lots of caps and uh, yeah, plenty of, of tackle breaks and, and the like. They're 31 for the Knights, 49 for the Raiders. is very, very high for them. In that one, with that average set distance we saw in the other games was 35 and 37. This one was 39 and, and 40 and a half there. So a very attacking style game. Defensively, wasn't incredible. You can see here, which is funny, though, that um, they just have less you know, less bouncing off tackles that you saw that you can see in this one, 86 and 90. So this just doesn't, a lot of time just doesn't show the, um, yeah, it doesn't tell the story of the game a lot of time in this one. You can see a 90% defensive efficiency for the Raiders, but they put in, you know, Knights put on 30 points very, very comfortably. And, and, you know, every time they got down that end, basically, were able to score. So it just shows their defense on their line, not very good, but, you know, through general play, they're, they're very, very good in those one-on-one tackles, the two-on-ones and not bouncing off and not you know, firing out of the line and stuff like that. So, yeah, very, very good throughout the field, but not good on their line. So that's the interesting one there. Whereas the Knights were, you yeah, know, kind of okay across the board. They made a lot of tackles. They missed 49. Um, but it was more just the pressure that the Raiders put on that, that eventually got them over the line. So that's the review, guys, for the first week of the finals. Four games there. We've got two to, to preview. Uh, just be a, you know, a short one, a few minutes tomorrow to go through that one. Thank you for being here for this. I hope you enjoyed those four games. They were very, very great to watch and, and show just where the teams are at and, and some of the top teams, some of the lesser teams there. And uh, I hope you enjoy the next couple of games, which we'll uh, have that re- uh, preview tomorrow. See you, guys. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.